Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, welcome back, everybody. I'm so excited about my next guest. We are talking about giving. Well, we're going to say yes. Well, what about it? We we all give in our own way, but now we're talking about how can we be philanthropic in our own way? How can we give our resources and our money to the right causes? My guest is Sylvia Brown, and she's the author of Grappling with Legacy. Sylvia Brown is a passionate advocate of thoughtful and effective giving, drawing on 300 years of philanthropy by her family. She is the author of Grappling with Legacy, Rhode Island's Brown Family, and the American Philanthropic Impulse. With her unique insight into the evolution of charitable giving in America, and permission is to promote and afford affordable donor education. And she's discussing her book and her program, Uplifting Journey, and her work is the Encore Public Voice and fellow because she writes on effective giving practices for Americans retirees. Welcome, Sylvia. It's great to be here, Patricia. Yeah, well, tell us more about your amazing work. I mean, you really, I've gotten to know you and you've opened my eyes about giving. You know, we often will give to an organization or charity, but we just kind of give mindlessly. We're not really thinking about it. So share your insights. Yes, it's it's unfortunate that the vast majority of Americans spend less than two hours a year doing any research before writing checks to charity. That's about five minutes a week. When we spend hours researching restaurants or a new car or an insurance policy, and that has a lot of unfortunate results. Interesting. Yeah. Why do you think that is, Sylvia? Why do you think people don't think about that in the same way? I think that giving really comes from the heart. And what I invite people to do is to put a little bit more head into it as well as the heart. But people are feeling uh, overwhelmed by the fire hose of information that exists, Mm -hmm. by the number Mm -hmm. of causes, by the number of nonprofits. There are a million and a half nonprofits in America, and that number grows every week. And they need a simple framework to be able to cut through the noise and really understand what's important. Mm. So why is this your mission? Well, I'm very fortunate to come from a family that's been practicing philanthropy for over 300 years in Rhode Island. Um, My ancestors were involved with uh, Rhode Island, the Rhode Island College, which became Brown University. And over the centuries, their attitudes, and actions really reflected the way Americans thought about charitable giving. But I don't have the resources of my ancestors, and so I have to find a way to leverage my skills and experience and my 35 years working in economic development in the nonprofit mm. sector. I have to find a way to leverage this and help other people give their money away more effectively. And so that led me to focus on 
I see is a huge gap in the market, which is low-cost donor education for small and mid-level donors. Billionaires, Mm. ultra-high net worth individuals have access to consultants and private banks and philanthropic advisors, but there are very few resources out there for small and mid-sized donors who have to make their own decisions about giving. And I want to empower them to become smarter and more effective in making these giving decisions. Mm. It's it's so important. What are some of the trends that you're seeing in giving today, Sylvia? I'm seeing uh, uh, many interesting trends. I'm seeing a a growing inequality in giving, much like the growing inequalities which unfortunately exist in American society, with small and mid-sized donors giving less, giving about 2% less each year, but the billionaire, the ultra-high net worth donors, giving dramatically more. And so what's happening is that uh, organizations that traditionally have attracted wealthy donors such as universities and hospitals and museums, are getting more money, and small nonprofits or nonprofits that have depended on small donors, such as mm. the United Way or the Salvation Army, yes. are seeing drops in their revenue. And so figuring out how we can restore uh, more equality in giving is very important, and I believe that helping donors give more effectively and educating them as part of that solution. I think a lot of times folks who aren't billionaires or aren't millionaires, they may be making six figures, they don't really think about giving or philanthropy. They'll give to an organization, but there is almost a mindset that you have to be very, very wealthy to really be charitable and philanthropic. Talk about that. Yes, that's and it comes, it really even boils down to the vocabulary that's used. The word philanthropy frightens a lot of people. And yes. I try to use the word giving. But there is a difference between philanthropy and charity. Charity is a reactive, ad hoc, uh, emotion led. It's um, the, the spur of the moment giving you do when you react to a natural disaster or support uh, your niece running a marathon or buy a ticket to a benefit. But philanthropy, which is what we should all be striving for, is giving to causes that we care about, doing the research to figure out which approach uh, appeals to us, finding the right charities to support, being proactive, being strategic. And that should be our goal, and that should really be what we do with 80% of our giving. We should always keep 20% aside for the Mm -hmm. spur of the moment ad hoc charity, but 80% Mm -hmm. of our giving should be strategic, no matter how much. And and one of the things that you do is you have taken groups to different countries to look at the types of organizations or nonprofits that they want to give to. You've asked so that they've been there and they've watched that organization in action. Amazing. I, it, there's a wonderful video, and you can tell our listeners about that. But still, tell us about that, too. That's very powerful. 
Absolutely. Well, I'm a great believer in immersive experiences. I believe you learn best when you're out of your comfort zone and seeing things firsthand. So I take groups for five-day boot camps. They do three days of learning in locations around the world that provide examples of interesting, innovative approaches to solving problems. And then they spend two days as an intern in a local nonprofit. Mm. And they really see how tough it is to run a nonprofit and they can ask questions and get to know the, the staff. And usually people come home absolutely transformed by this experience. But, of course, not everyone can climb into an airplane. Not everyone can take a week off work to learn how to become a better donor. And so soon I'm going to have a, an online version of my course that will be yes. filmed in these locations, mm. but which people can uh, watch from the comfort of their own computer screen. Mm. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's important work what you're doing, and and as you said, people often don't think about how important this is in terms of us really researching and knowing who we're giving to, and also how the money is going to be used. Correct? I mean, you don't want to just give; you want to know. I mean, some people will just give and say use it where you need it, but other people specify exactly where they want their money to be used. Correct? Yes, yeah, so and that's a bit of a double-edged sword because. Um, because it's so difficult to measure social impact, people have relied on uh, one indicator, for example, which is the ratio of overhead costs. And that's mm-hmm. a terrible mistake because that tells you nothing about how effective an organization might be. Are they moving the needle on solving a problem? And so I teach people simple ways to measure impact even when there are no metrics available, figuring out what difference an organization is making. And unfortunately, many nonprofits are not very good at uh, publicizing their impact of marketing themselves. So both Mm -hmm. sides of the equation have to be helped. Donors have to learn how to judge whether their money will be used properly to uh, achieve a certain mission, and nonprofits have to be helped and supported in reporting better what they're accomplishing. Mm, very good. We're going to take a quick break and fascinating. We're going to talk, continue speaking with Sylvia Brown. She's the author of Grappling with Legacy, which is Rhode Island Brown's family and the American. American Philanthropic Impulse. And Sylvia is a passionate advocate of thoughtful and effective giving. And she draws on 300 years of philanthropy by her family. And she has such a unique insight into the evolution of charitable giving in America. And we're going to talk more with her right after the break, more about ways that we can give in a thoughtful way, things that we should think about, more about the kinds of things that she teaches in her workshops. And more about just what giving really means. And she also has a really fun thing about what giving really does for us, that there is actually a sensory response to giving, which we'll tell you about after the break. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be right back with Sylvia Brown. Stimulate. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Our humanity is a thing we take for granted, but it takes many forms, and it requires much of us to fully express it. Listen to On Living, the Trauma and Beauty of Being Human with host Dr. Leanne Nguyen. This program will explore topics about survival, fulfillment, hope, connection, being fully alive to ourselves and to others. Guests or people whose life experience inspires us to reflect on these questions. Tune into On Living, broadcasting live every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. Hello, everyone. We are back, and I'm here with Sylvia Brown, who is a passionate advocate of thoughtful and effective giving. And her book is called Grappling with Legacy, Rhode Island, Rhode Island's Brown Family and the American Philanthropic Impulse. So welcome back, Sylvia. All right. So we promised the listeners, what is this about giving and sort of sensory satisfaction? Tell us about that. Ah, well, neuroscience has shown that when people give, the midbrain lights up, the same part of the brain that reacts to sex and chocolate, for example. Mm. And so giving definitely brings us pleasure. The problem is that research also shows that a lot of people are frustrated with their giving. They don't know if the money's going to the right place. They don't know if they're giving to the right causes or the right organizations. And it's really sad because giving should be such a a source of joy. We know that when people are satisfied with their giving, they give more. So it should be really important to everyone concerned that giving is a satisfactory and pleasurable experience because we're wired for that. 
So, so true. What about financial advisors who are talking to their clients? Are they talking about giving in this way? Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because one of my big campaigns is to convince financial advisors and, and tax and estate lawyers um, to talk to their clients about the how and the where of philanthropy, as well as about charitable giving vehicles and taxes and legal forms and all of the technical stuff. Because what happens now is that almost all financial advisors uh, encourage their clients to give, set up the structures for them to give, help them find the money to give, and then just leave them hanging and don't help them do their due diligence and choose uh, the right organizations. Mm. And interestingly, selecting the right charities and going through the due diligence to determine what kind of approach suits you best is very similar to the work that financial advisors do helping Mm -hmm. their clients make investments. So it shouldn't be too difficult for them to also help their clients be uh, good about doing their research for their charitable giving. Well, and, and it's also about all big things. Right, it's about aligning your values, and that's what you're talking about. You're aligning your values with your dollars. Yes. And yes. Now, financial advisors will have that conversation about aligning values, and the clients will tell them they want to give more, particularly as they get older and they start thinking about estate planning. But the advisors need to take a step more and help their clients Mm -hmm. choose the right causes and figure out which organizations are doing the work that they most want to support. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us about, speaking of which, you have a whole program called Sylvia Brown's Smart Donors. Tell us about that. That's right. So Sylvia Brown's Smart Donors is sort of my umbrella label, and I have a website, which is sylviabrownsmartdonors.com, that tells you a little bit about me and what I do. And I am in the process of building a whole arsenal of low-cost donor education tools that uh, individuals can use, that um, organizations like wealth managers or trust and estate lawyers or tax accountants can use for their clients, and even some large nonprofits and donor-advised funds that are looking for ways to empower their clients to make good decisions without having to spend a lot of money, or certainly not the kind of money that a consultant or a philanthropic advisor would require. So important. Great. I mean, that's so needed. One of the sectors that we often don't think about is aging and giving. You know, for those of us who are baby boomers, you know, who, you know, what are, what are the opportunities that we have to give as we're older? Um, and the number of older adults is set to double in the next 20 years. And so where are we there uh, in terms of giving and being older? Well, aging and giving is a very interesting topic because aging is one of the few issue areas where the donor and the beneficiary are one and the same. The only other one I can really think of is climate change. Usually, we give to those less fortunate than we are. But in the case of aging, 
we're all aging. And ironically, only 1.6% of philanthropic dollars go to aging causes. We really should all be supporting aging causes, whether it's medical research and Alzheimer's all the way to uh, uh, nonprofits that are uh, making sure that we will have a rich and productive uh, life mm. in our retirement years. So we're re- so investing in ourselves, <laughs> right? We really, yeah, we really would be investing in ourselves if we supported more aging causes. I'm very involved, for example, with an organization called Encore.org, which helps retirees find second careers in the nonprofit sector, both paid and volunteer, because they really believe that we are not taking advantage of a huge pool of experience and knowledge by not involving our retirees more in solving social issues. So that's just one example of uh, an organization that's investing in all our future. So Sylvia, what's your, what would be your message? If you want to leave our listeners with one major overall arching message, what would it be? It would be that uh, this giving season, so in the next two weeks, as they make uh, some of their end-of-the-year gifts, if they could spend just a little longer than they normally do thinking about the gifts they make, not just ticking boxes and uh, responding to the same old appeals, but trying to align their giving with causes or a cause that they really care about, maybe spending an hour or two online researching the cause, seeing what the latest innovations and best practice are, and figuring out what approach uh, interests them the most, figuring out which organizations, maybe in their own community, are doing good work, and try uh, to direct at least some of their giving uh, this giving season to a cause or to an organization that they've selected where they have done the due diligence rather than Mm. just reacting mechanically or spur of the moment to all the appeals that are currently filling our mailboxes and our inboxes. Such good advice. How can people find your book and your work? So my book, there's a link on my website, sylviabrownsmartdonors.com. It's also available, of course, on Amazon, Grappling with Legacy. Uh, The name of my course uh, is Uplifting Journeys. Uh, Currently, um, I take people to locations around the world that provide interesting case studies for five-day boot camps on good giving, but I soon will be offering an online version of my course, and of course, that will be advertised on sylviabrownsmartdonors.com. Sylvia, it's been a pleasure and an honor to have you on this program, really. Thank Thank you so much, Patricia. Yes, stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this program of the Patricia Raskin Show. Do contact uh, Sylvia Brown. Again, sylviabrownsmartdonors.com. Really wonderful interview about giving. All right, folks, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. You can like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, or write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com, and I will put you on my newsletter list so you can hear about all my wonderful guests and all the things we're doing. Until next week, have a great week. Bye for now. 
you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.